Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful day in Los Angeles. For those concerned about the weather here in L.A., get a lot of emails, you know, if I miss a week. It's a growing concern. Jordan, if, I, if I'm, well, there's global warming, mm-hmm. if that's even real. I don't think it is. But, I mean, I just basically go off whatever Michael Crichton says. So. You know, if it is... It's a shame that he died because there's a lot of stuff that I need him to, like, weigh in on. Well, at least you got that information on spheres. Sure. I um, Talking robot gorillas. I do believe global warming is real. Mm-hmm. I don't know if human beings are creating it. Yeah. I think that polar bears might be creating it to support the polar bear industry. How does... How does a, a phenomenon that destroys their habitat... My dog's Coco and Sissy, by the way. They know about the polar bears. Sure. How does a, how does a phenomenon that destroys their habitat help them in their industry? I guess I guess that's confusing. You would think that the polar bears would be would be the last ones that would want to, you know, help or, you know, push along or create global warming. Let's introduce our guest and then we'll get into this polar bear thing. Uh, Last word, last word, last word. I think it's probably toucans because they like a tropical environment. Jordan, it's not the last word. We're going to get into the polar bear thing. Oh, okay, okay. Did I not just say that we're going to get into the polar bear thing, Jordan? You did. I I don't know. Sometimes I I feel like you don't even listen to me. I don't know. Is this going to be a crossfire style yell fest? (laughs) Or is this going to be like Shields and Brooks on the News Hour, a frank and sure. honest exchange of views? You know, oh, it should be like the view. Can I be Jenny McCarthy? <laughs> well, you certainly have the bust. <laughs> That's true. I didn't her, get these giant breast implants for nothing. You have her pulchritudinous figure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, our guest on the program is a uh, comedian, a sometime writer, the one-time uh, co-host of the Smash It podcast, You Look Nice Today. A uh, friend of our program, Mr. Scott Simpson. Hi, Scott. Hi, boys. What a delight. So nice to see you. Okay, this is sh- the best. Shut up. Uh, shut okay. Up. What animal do you? Okay. What animal do you think is behind so, global no, warming? I'm trying to explain why polar bears. Go okay. ahead, Scott. No, cars are fine. cars an animal? Cars, <laughs> you know what? The reason is, think about it. Yeah. You're a polar bear. Okay. Where do you? Live? Wait. Hold on. Let me get there. Okay. I'm a polar bear. Use an as if. <laughs> it's as if. Sure. I'm a giant bear covered in white fur. Well, I'm using sense memory. Who eats only the fat off of seals. Sure. You're using sense memory from the time you ate the fat off a seal? Mm-hmm. I so, mean, I was in a snowbank. You're a polar bear. Mm-hmm. You live where? North Pole. Okay. Am I a male or female polar bear? You're male. Cool. You're all male. Sweet, dude. Sweet. Absolutely. Big schlong. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet, white, furry schlong. Yeah. You are all man. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're up there. Can't see this bad boy in the snow. A Mm-mm. few months out of the year. Boom, it busts through the ice. Your lakes are frozen. Can I, I can destroy an ice flow with my boner, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. You hang out waiting for the seals to surface for air. When mm-hmm. they do, you, you grab them with your claws, you flip them out of the water, you flay them as they lay. Sure. And you eat the fat right off their bodies. You don't even bother eating the meat because you don't need that shit. Oh, brother, I didn't. I, is this is this real? Is this based on a thing you saw? Like this is how polar bears do? Yeah, I read a book about polar bears. Pretty good. So that's your life. When the lakes or whatever are frozen, mm-hmm. when it's not frozen, 
you're just going around. You're desperate for anything. You'll, you're trying to eat a few berries. You might be losing 20, 30, 40% of your body fat over the course of six months. Mm-hmm. That's no fun. Jordan, I know you've done an occasional cleanse. Sure. But, you know, this takes cleanse to a whole new level. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, polar bears don't have access to cayenne pepper. This is So like, that makes their cleanses a lot less effective. This is like a cleanse on steroids. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Bearoids. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Bear Lance Armstrong was taking. <laughs> Now, to win the bear tour de France. Imagine the life of a polar bear in a zoo. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You hang out, you got a simulated rock. Uh, okay. Some You're sort of tire based sure. game Real or activity. Relaxing. Yeah. Real relaxing. When you're bored, you can have a fuck fest. Yeah. And but maybe, but captivity makes you want to fuck less, though. Every so often. Matt's pandas. Somebody dumps a giant bucket of fish right in front of you. Mm hmm. You get to fuck up those fish. Yeah. You go fish crazy. And it could, it's probably a mix of fish. Oh, it's probably whatever they got. It's not Market just, price. Yeah, it's not just seal fat. No way. You get you can get sardines. You get yeah. flounder. You get big ones. You get little ones. You get all kinds of fish. Yeah. Some are still alive, so they're kind of they're kind of fun and flipping around. That's fun for you. So the whole deal with polar bears is they're trying to get down here. Instead of up there. Oh, up there, so they're just trying to destroy their own habitat so people will bring them into a zoo? Yeah, a zoo or whatever. I mean, it's possible they'll just march on North America. I can mm. see it. I can I can certainly see the possibility, uh, let's say, that the situation gets worse and worse, of us, maybe somebody in the Middle East, building a gigantic polar bear friendly habitat probably on a polar bear shaped island sure on a polar bear shaped island sponsored by all kinds of uh companies or possibly an archipelago shaped like a series of polar bears that that one didn't work out so well they tried that one uh like one bear per island ended up being kind of lonely but you know they could build not just a zoo you figured they would surf on the simulated surfing waves between (laughs) the islands (laughs) that's what they that's what the architects planned for Uh, surfboards, uh, they just hadn't engineered them for the polar bears. The worst part was the skiers that were visiting the island simulated snow slopes mm. kept getting eaten. Yeah, because the slope just ended right at the polar bear island. Yeah. Which the was polar bad. bear just learned to hang out at the bottom of the slope with his mouth open. I mean, when are, when are man-made pleasure islands going to learn <laughs> that the best, the best way to go is a zipline-based mode of transportation? Right. right. It's really anyway. good point. No, no. Sorry. When, when will they hear? When will they hear our cries? I don't. I, I don't mean to get on my high horse, guys. But I have a lot of. Uh, I, I mean, some people say I'm in the pocket of big zipline. Right. But uh, Jordan, here's here's another thing. Okay. Another reason why polar. You bears don't think it's two cans though? I let me let me let me tell you about why polar bears don't okay. want to come down here. Every year around Christmas, I watch a lot of nature documentaries about mm-hmm. polar bears. I know what they like to do. I know what they like to wear. I know what they like to drink. And the truth is, it's going to be very difficult for these polar bears to find bottles of Coca-Cola mm-hmm. north of the Arctic Circle. Whereas right. down here, they can drink as many colas and wear as many pairs of polar bear-sized sunglasses as they want to. Do you think that when they get down here, it's going to be like a huge culture shock because 
what they're used to is that kind of classic old-fashioned soda fountain Coke bottle. Mm-hmm. Right. When they're getting, you know, plastic bottles, liter bottles, cans. You know what? With the growing I mean, you think popularity that's... of what's broadly known as the Mexican Coke, we've mm-hmm. imported cola from uh, from other countries where it's still made with sugar sure. rather than corn syrup. Everybody knows polar bears hate corn syrup. Um, I think I, I think you're safe. I, I think these polar bears are going to like life down in the lower 48. Okay, is what I'm trying to. say. But I'm just saying, like, what if the po- polar bears don't, you know, immediately have access to, you know, a bodega or a hip food truck or something right. like that? I mean, what if they are, you know? Here's the thing. I I just I I, I, I'm as afraid. They cross the border, each of them gets a cassette single, mm-hmm. like a single of Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. Mm. Okay. And as soon as they pop that in the old bear walk, man, all their worries are just going to melt away. It's a good point. I, I just, so I'm concerned. Point. I'm concerned that this is going to be like that scene in Shawshank Redemption. Right. Where the guy gets got out of prison, got bear. eaten by the polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> this is the director's cut. It is very weird. Yeah, but, but truer to Stephen King's original story. Sure, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stephen King's original, original story was mostly about the polar bear. Yeah. There's a brief scene in prison. <laughs> flashed between... Sure. It flashed between Tim Robbins, who in the book was called Tim Robbins. <laughs> they gave him a character name. Well, I don't know, but all the all the Stephen King stories take place in the same universe, too. So, I mean, sure. I think we're meant to believe it's Tim Robbins after coming off the set of It. Right. Exactly. Well, I mean, but you're toucan. I mean, you're well, toucan I'm, theory. I'm, I'm I just to, 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 to finish, finish yeah. my Shawshank analogy, I think that the polar bears will get down here. They will see that the Coke bottles... Uh, by and large, are not as folksy and charming as the ones they're used to, and mm-hmm. I think they're going to hang themselves. Sorry, go ahead. Two cans. That does sound sad. Now, yeah. Yeah. two cans. I mean, it's hard to support that. They have those thick necks too, so there's going to be a lot of failed attempts. Oh God! Just polar bears falling out of trees left and right. That's going to be a danger in itself. <laughs> kind of funny though. <laughs> Another one messed up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one thing, <laughs> one piece of evidence in favor of toucan. Look at that big galoot. Can't even kill himself. <laughs> one, one thing behind, uh, one piece of evidence behind toucans possibly being behind global warming mm-hmm. is how uh, powerful their beaks are. Yeah. They can use That's their what I think. beaks to open nuts. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, Bottles of Coca-Cola. How about this? Bottles of aerosol hairspray. Oh, mm. God. You know All what right. I'm saying? I get it. Yeah, that beautiful plumage. You don't think that doesn't take some upkeep? I just think I just think it's about time that Obama sat down and really made sure that we as a nation can have a toucan that runs on clean coal. Right. I think that I don't know. I think really it's good. I think it's time I, that may be colored by the fact that you're a senator from Pennsylvania, <laughs> West Virginia, West Virginia. I'm going to go West Virginia. <laughs> Either one's I think relevant. Yeah, uh, but um, but uh, but I I still nonetheless. I take your point. I mean, if I was President Obama right now, mm-hmm. you know who I would have a sit down with? Jungle Jack Hanna. Mm. And just run some species sure. by from the Jungle San Diego Jack. Zoo. Well, he's a, he's a goodwill ambassador for the San Diego okay. Zoo. He doesn't actually work there. He's not actually a naturalist. Oh, I didn't know that about <laughs> Jack Hanna. Yeah, he's no qualifications <laughs> at all. I he's, love khaki. He has that, <laughs> he has that outfit. Yeah. He has that outfit. Um, but, you know, you sit down with Jungle Jack, you run a few species by him. So what about a capybara, world's largest rodent, real shifty looking? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And figure out which of these, because if it's not humans, which I think we can all take as red, we can stipulate to that. Mm-hmm. Obviously. 
Um, you know, it's got to be another species. And Jungle Jack's the kind of guy who would know if it's a lynx. Sure. You know what I mean? I think, I mean, can I just float it out there that it might not just be one animal? I mean, is it crazy to think that it's a coalition of six or seven animals that finally, because they were able to talk at a zoo, because we jammed Mm. them together into a small space where they never would have otherwise interacted, Mm -hmm. now they're coming up with all the plans. Sure. I mean, to, to continue the Shawshank analogy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a polar bear never sees a toucan except in a zoo. Right. Hmm. So we're giving them a sort of model United Nations-style training program in interspecies diplomacy by bringing them all together so they can all get together. And then at night, probably when we're not paying attention, just as in the model United Nations, they're all getting drunk, having sex, you know, smoking cigarettes. (sighs) Well, this is dark stuff that we've uncovered, gentlemen. Boy, yeah. I appreciate your efforts in this department. Um Look, I'm going to get the president on the horn, and, and we'll see what we can do. And I'll get Arlen. Well, I mean, should we just cut out the middleman, and then should we just slip into the zoo under cover of night and start indiscriminately killing animals? It's, I mean, it's a solution. Yeah. I don't know if it's the solution. I would discriminate between the animals. Oh, yeah. Like maybe reptiles are okay because they're not that smart. Yeah, and they're, but they are pretty slimy. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't have to just be killing animals because they're plotting the end of the world via global warming. We can just kill them because they suck. Right. That's the best. Scott's, okay, Scott's so we really start animal, We start yeah. with the suckier animals, yeah, yeah. and we work our way up to the cute and useful. Yeah, yeah let's see. Let's So let's just start killing uh, zoo animals mm-hmm. from the grossest up. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll kill, let's say. Wait, are we sa- let's, let's be specific here. Are we yeah, saying yeah. gross or are we saying lame? Great, great question. I'd yeah. say just, yeah, lame. I mean, I think in the case of the snake, right. they're Pretty both. Cool, but they're kind of... I, I, I think I would call the snake lame. Oh, no, the snake owners are lame. Never mind. Yeah, Snakes yeah. are pretty cool. Don't, don't. So uh, we just, we sneak into the zoo and we kill all the snake owners we can find. Sure. And then we see, we wait for 40 You know, just or, anyone, anyone in a utila kilt. And then we wait for 40 or 50 years sure. to see if the global warming stops. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, we'll just, you know, we'll keep working our way up so we don't have to kill a koala. This is great. I'm right. That's because that's ideal. I like that the doggies are barking. <laughs> yeah, they're on board. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hi, this is Dave Hill from Dave Hill's Podcasting Incident on the Maximum Fun Network. I'm here with my lovely and talented secretary, Miss Shana Feinberg. Shana, I understand you've been doing a bit of research to find out what listeners think of the show. Yes, I have, Dave. And what have you found? Well, people that love it say they love it because it's just Dave hanging out with someone in his apartment. Awesome. What, what do people that hate it say? They hate it because it's just Dave hanging out with someone in his apartment. Oh. Listen to Dave Hill's podcast dancing on the Maximum Fun Network, motherfucker. Was that too much? No, I think it was perfect.
It's Jordan Jesse Go on Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Scott Simpson riding a flagpole. Right up there, huh? I guess so. I don't know. Just came out. Is that when, what you call it when you get one of those polar bear boners? <laughs> <laughs> when Jordan gets one of those pol- polar bear boners. Yeah. We're riding the flagpole. Hop on. Do you ever feel like today's youth don't have enough charming contest-based fat, uh, fads? For, uh, yeah, I mean, that's always a concern. Flagpole sitting. Yeah. Oh, I get Stuffing, it. Dance, phone booth stuffing. Dance endurance competitions. Raccoon coats. Mm-hmm. It's like less a contest and more a coat, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I see what you mean. Yeah. Maybe that's been replaced by flash mobs. I think you can yeah. probably only have a world in which you either have silly contests yeah. or a bunch of dummies dancing in When I think they're like making their own Super Bowl commercials, too. For Doritos. Oh, that's true. They I think that has. I think that's replaced. That's replaced the goldfish eating, and you know those kind of classic. I think they just eat Doritos Locos tacos. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean that's. But I mean the goal is to somehow get yourself in a Super Bowl commercial. My mother once uh, won a bubble blowing contest uh, in our neighborhood. Mm. She blew the biggest bubble. Wait, a neighborhood bubble blowing? It was a neighborhood bubble. I don't. I, it was organized. Was this organized by the you know Lions Club or just the Block or Association? The Scott's Neighborhood Bubble Promotion Society. I think it was just our neighborhood had a party, mm-hmm. and somebody thought it would be fun to have that as the theme. Doesn't make sense now in my memory that that would be a thing. But it was the '70s. People were excited about living in the suburbs. Sure, they wanted the urban experience. One of the obvious things about an urban experience is a fun bubble blowing contest right so i thought i think they they just why they always had bubble blowing contests on sesame street yeah they brought it out with them from from your brownstones your new yorkians would recognize <laughs> that's why my that's why my mom always got a, a healthy salute from a an olive skinned gentleman <laughs> uh yeah so she won a year's supply of bazooka bubble gum when you say, I'm always, I'm always, I've always been confused when you win a year's supply of something. How much is that assuming you eat per day, per week? Yeah, do they just I, – I, what I want it to be is that you just, you just have a bazooka guy that you can just call and say, I'm out. Send over another pallet. Yeah, and then he, he sends over a pallet. More comics with Mort, you say. Yeah, well, because Mort's talking through that turtleneck. Sure. It's hilarious every time. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I read Mort. them all. I read them all. Classic Mort. Yeah. Uh, in, in you know, case. all the Bazooka Joe comics take place in the same universe as all the Stephen King books. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I did know that. Yeah. Rural men. That's why, uh, yeah, that's why Tim Curry pops up in all of them. <laughs> as Tim Curry. <laughs> so uh, w- I would like for it to be that, but I'm, I worry that there's just a guy who sends you just a hundred bazookas and says the average American eats one bazooka every three days yeah. and that's the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, you hear about uh, radio stations giving away a year's supply of gasoline. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, if you really had unlimited gasoline, you'd be having gasoline parties. Sure. You'd be putting gasoline in your hair instead of <laughs> hair gel. Like you'd find a million ways to take advantage of this. New- you'd set up a, your own gas station. Yeah, and it would start be. You'd, you'd lube would, up before you jerk off. It would be a. It would be a reality bite situation. Your living would become reselling that gas gasoline. Exactly. Exactly. So they have to. 
Maybe I'm speaking from too corporate a perspective here, yeah. but I feel like they do have to limit it at some point. You're a bit of a corporate stooge, but I'll accept the point. Yeah. So what? So what happened in your case? Wait, I'm going to say, I once won third place or second place in the Columbia Park Boys Club Halloween costume competition. By the way, I lost to a fucking kid who was just wearing his dad's cop uniform. Hmm. Just bullshit. I guess they just wanted to honor policemen it's not a, for their service. It's not a fucking yeah. costume. That's just some shit your dad had in the house already. Anyway. Had his dad been killed in the line of duty earlier that year? Yes. Okay. That, okay. Well, still, though. By the director of the Columbia Park Boys Club, and he felt real bad. Yeah. <laughs> Jewel um, heist gone wrong? I won two ca- one case of Diet 7-Up. And two cases of Carnation Instant Breakfast. <laughs> you're supposed to put those together. Yeah, you to won. Make super he, breakfast. You won uh, what he accidentally took home from Costco. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, what's okay? It's my prize. One vanilla or one strawberry, one chocolate. It was still very exciting to me. That is a lot sure. of Carnation. What was your What breakfast. was your costume? I think that was the year I was a guy with a shark eating his head. It's pretty good. Yeah, we built a shark out of like, uh, you know, what's that called? Chicken wire and foam wow. rubber. Wow. And put it over my shoulders. I just wore like a Hawaiian shirt, you know, but then I had a shark on, mounted on my shoulders. Yeah. It was pretty good. Ooh, that, that, that vacation did not go as planned. No, sir. <laughs> Oof. Surprised you fit back, fit, fit an economy on the way home. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just living your casual, cool lifestyle. So, how'd you get those Bazooka Joe uh, comics that happened to come with chewing gum? How to what? What's what did you in what form did you get them? One big delivery? It was one big delivery. It was basically a case mm. of which at first seemed like the. I mean, it was by far the most gum I had ever held in my arms before, and uh, you could hold it in your arms. It was yeah. It was probably what. Yay, yay big, yay wide. We're looking yay at the heavy. size of a of of like uh yay big twenty four. Yeah, about fifteen pounds. Like maybe? A, like maybe one or two Carnation Instant Breakfast cases. Yes, yeah, sure. everybody knows exactly how sure. big those are. Sure. Uh, so yeah, about one or two of those, maybe fifteen pounds I, of gum. I've been saying this for years. I mean, we should we should switch our measurements here in the U.S. to the Carnation system. But, yeah, <laughs> we're here it's standardized. Been, yeah, right. How big's your dick? <laughs> about three Carnations. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it was it was a it was about fifteen pounds. It seemed mm-hmm. like a tremendous amount of gum, but After I have like one or two gum parties. Yeah, I have a gum problem. Uh, maybe <laughs> you know what? Now that I think of it, yeah. I, I feel like that might have been the start of my gum problem. I just would chew. Piece after piece. Of course, Bazooka, you want to see what happens next in the in the comic series. You want <laughs> so you were eating the gum in order. I was looking for the jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I would chew six well, or seven pieces. He was piecing them back together like the new series of Arrested Development. Oh, okay. Sure. Right. Or the, Supposedly, read... by the end, it got funny. <laughs> the uh, Persian children in Argo. When yeah. they were when they were uh, yeah. splicing back together the pictures of, of the fugitives. It was like that. Only uh, it was with Mort. Yeah, it was with Mort and, and Joe. nobody died. And the other characters whose names I don't remember. Yeah, I guess I only know Mort. Yeah. Is there a girl? Who's nah, the girl it's in the, the worst? Okay. It's dumb. It's I a... remember that Swell Bubblegum was gross compared to Bazooka Bubblegum. Bazooka has that has that great classic gum, the the white powder on the outside mm-hmm. like a yep. like a baseball card gum. Yeah. Uh, then it's a heavy chew, mm-hmm. and then when you break through that heavy chew into a regular chew, you a and nice you know bubble. it's and you know it's ready to blow, oh, nothing beats that feeling. Yeah. 
when she's ready to blow. Mm. <laughs> so do they, they do they do you think in in um uh in Bazooka Joe comics these days, like if we went down now and got one, we would still get a Confucius say. <laughs> do you think that has been that's been uh that's been written off as racist or do you think that's still part of the Bazooka Joe brand? Confucius say sexting something something. something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you got a giant box of, oh, it, uh, one, one, one quick, one quick, one quick aside, uh, RE prizes in snacks. Uh, I was talking earlier about, uh, getting a, getting a box of Cracker Jack for the first time in a long time. Uh, it was hard for me to eat because it was so sweet. So I can only eat, you know, you know, two or three a day. Finally got to the bottom. Finally got to the prize. Two, wait, two or three pieces per day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jordan's been off sugar for a long time. So okay. everything makes my – everything everything other than hot water makes my teeth hurt. Okay. Uh, so I finally got to the end, the prize. I unwrapped this little thing. Apparently to get my prize, I got to download a Cracker Jack app. What? And it had a code for me to put into an app. That was – that felt that felt almost ridiculously modern. That's like there was crap. no – no attempt at folksiness, no attempt at nostalgia. They just they were going right for those hip app app downloaded millennials. To you be, didn't even get like a temporary tattoo. No temp tattoo. No pencil topper. I mean, at no least army a temporary man. Tattoo of a QR code. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. You can <laughs> scan with have, your phone. That would have been a way to handshake it into the modern era. You're right. Yeah. It's always been Cracker Jack's never. You've, I've never gotten anything or heard about anything good coming out of a Cracker Jack box. I think that Cracker Jack somehow at some point in the 1970s they just said fuck it. Yeah, they just said, look, some people are going to buy this shit at baseball games. <laughs> let's let's fire as many people as we can and focus on the people who who buy it after they remember it from the baseball song. Do you do you think that there are I mean I don't I don't know. I mean I don't have kids. I don't know what they're out there doing. Do you think kids are out on the schoolyard with their Cracker Jack apps open shooting app prizes at each other? Sure, you got to catch them all. You got to, yeah. You know what I mean? Shoot a prize. Hey, shoot me that uh shoot me the uh app prize. Yeah, that's actually one of the big appeals of a lot of the kids in the schoolyard they have zoons. Mhm. They're squirting prizes to each other. Sure, yeah, Cracker Jack prizes. prizes. Yeah, they really they really split out between the different the various digital platforms. Is sure. really it's, it's not mostly, even grades anymore. Well, it's mostly do you are you a Zoom person, or you got a Palm Pilot? Yeah, yeah. Or uh, do you have a do you have a, uh, a uh, an MP3 man? Is that what they're called? I don't yeah. know the Sony platform. Sony, sure, it's robust. Well, some people have a Sony Watch man. Sure, <laughs> and some people have a Nintendo Game and Watch. Sure. Another popular. Some people have LED baseball. <laughs> sure. At my uh, at my son, my son is eight now. He's mm-hmm. going to third grade, and among his friends, the occasional kid who will have an iPod Touch it becomes more and more common. You know, my son has an an old iPhone of mine that I gave to him and took the you know the SIM card out. So it's just like basically an iPod Touch. You know, I porno uh, lines in Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah. You know, I um. Uh, uh, having worked in the YouTube space, uh, I, I learned that young, young kids, uh, their kind of uh, first experience with YouTube and being online and stuff is through iPod Touches. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a big, it's a big yeah. thing to give to a kid. Uh, you don't think they can get in too much trouble, but it turns out they can. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they can still call uh, other kids racist names 
Uh, oh, it makes it easier. Yeah, they yeah. They can look up new ones and then and sure. Siri, you don't even have to type anything in. Siri. When you say call other kids racist names, you mean call you a faggot. Right, exactly, yes, because I helped make a YouTube video that they didn't like. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. So your son's out in the playground, second grade playground, third grade playground. And at the school. I consider myself a kid. Sure. Uh, yeah. A kid at heart. Kid at heart. And you have a kid's dick. <laughs> sure. He's just, I, have a, I have a child's dick. It is a giant child, mm-hmm. but it's still childlike. I'm just going to check and see if this polar bear noose works for me, too. <laughs> uh, we, uh, my son will be uh, at, the, at the playground, sure. and it's cool, or it's considered weird if your iPod Touch isn't in some way cracked. Mm. Right. Like if it has I've heard this. Screen. I've heard this. I feel like I might have told you guys this the one. No. No, okay. You know what? I think I heard about this on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that sounds that's where right. I get all my news about yeah. young people trends. Yeah, well, that Roy Blunt Jr. has got his finger on the pulse. He does. He's caught them all. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it is kind of like it. It, it is kind of like uh, you know, safety pin through the jeans, mm-hmm. uh, uh, white out, white out Slayer on the backpack. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of designer, designer stressing to your to your devices. Yep, that's right. That's right. Did, so, do you are you helping your son with that? Are you taking a little like tack hammer and yeah, something and like putting a some ball peen? Yeah. Oh, like a little, like, oh, God, I hadn't even thought about that as a, as a service. Well, help him out. Yeah. Help him out, Scott. He's going to, they're going to. They're going to beat him up. Cause they're going to, it gets better him. Oh, God. You got to help him stress his devices. All right. I'll, I'll, I mean, I guess I could just like throw it at. No, that's not right. <laughs> yeah. I just can't do that. That's immoral. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have a spring carnival and just have kids pay a dollar to throw them at you. Oh, that's, that's perfect. Yeah, everybody wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the school gets some money from the spring carnival. I get. Uh, yeah, I guess I get toughened up a little bit. Need it definitely. You're a little bit weak. I'm soft. Yeah, like a ball sack. You know, just soft and vulnerable. Yeah, I think. I think. I mean, what, how how better how better to strengthen your resolve than to have eight year olds hurling zunes at you? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Let's do it. Imagine imagine one of these kids throws a Newton at you. Am I on some (laughs) kind of platform? Am I just standing there in the parking lot saying, throw stuff at me? Or am I I, I, on some kind of platform or something? You've got to collect a dollar somehow. Have you ever heard of Shirley Jackson's The Lottery? (laughs) A lot like that. Okay. Okay. So so everybody? No. Uh, I'm imagining a sort of a presidential debate type situation where maybe... Maybe Jim Lehrer collects the dollar, and then Scott, you're on a dais mm-hmm. in a maybe a blue blazer, mm-hmm. and uh, you know then kids get to flinging. I got a, I've just got a sweatshirt on that says Big Zipline. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Kids could take out all their frustrations at Big Zipline <laughs> by hurling a Samsung Galaxy Note at you. You have to admit, you really haven't done much for clean coal. Not lately. Yeah. So that's why kids are so pissed. Yeah, they know they know what what kind of power thing <laughs> runs on. You know, certain zip lines are coal powered. Really? So yeah, I think we need to shut those I've been down. Thinking about ever since you mentioned zip lines for the first time, I've been thinking that I've never seen this before. Um, a zip line, a two way zip line. Now, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Uh, of course, gravity is the power. Sure. But wouldn't you just have to? Let's say you have like a hydraulic lift. Mm-hmm. On even on just one side, and uh, it goes up ten feet, and now you can go in the other direction. And then it goes down ten feet, oh. and you can go the other. Like you could have a really. I nice thought this was a pedestrian. I thought the step. idea 
was to have a two-person zipline and maybe you meet in the middle and kiss. But that's not what you were that's getting. That's a terrible at. idea. That yeah. does. That does. No, I'm not. Right. I'm talking about practical no, solutions for no, America's pretty, future. Jordan, Jordan's idea is pretty good because it's so romantic. I guess that makes sense. You ever heard of Scott? I know you're you're kind of new to writing, and you know you've, you've done some short articles, yeah, but yeah. I mean you've never written a screenplay. No, no. There's a tenant in screenplay writing. It's called the meet cute. Mm-hmm. And you need to have it. And I don't know. I think the only one that hasn't been done is the meet in the middle on the two-way zipline. Yeah, I mean, think of think of the best Scott, movies. Scott, save the cat. Think of the greatest movies ever and their meet cutes. Uh, Star Wars, mm-hmm. Rosemary's Baby, um, Band of Brothers. Sure, a TV show, but um, it had filmic elements. Yeah. Um, Oh, I've got uh, Carrie to the Rage. Carrie to the Rage. It's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Police Academy mm-hmm. <laughs> to the Rage. <laughs> so you're saying all of those had that that meet cute moment? Yeah, that element. specifically on. A zip and that's why these are beloved movies, right? Right, right. Because right. of the zipline element. Because of the zipline. Right. When Harry met Sally, on the zipline. Right. Do you remember the scene in When Harry Met Sally? Where they're on the zip line and the sort of middle aged lady says, I'll have what he's having. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And then now, they hook her up to a zip of line. Of course, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I get it, all right. Or you remember the scene in Big when they're at the FAO Schwartz? Yeah, yeah. And they're playing that song on the giant zip line? Yeah, that's adorable. Yeah. I love, I love, uh. It's called a meat cute. Hmm. Call that because meat is so cute. <laughs> right, sure, exactly. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Scott Simpson, sweaty and ready. I'm wondering if doing this segment with my dog on my lap is going to ruin everything. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I think maybe you'll be more relaxed. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. Because you have been super ganked up this episode. Yeah, no, I'm pumped. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I am <laughs> I am a high-wire act right now. I am jazzed. Mm-hmm. I'm like a fucking football player right before the Super Bowl. Woo! I am ready to pound some ass. That's what the football players do in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, well, I mean, the Super Bowl of butt-fucking. <laughs> Those aren't football players, Is though. Is there another Super Bowl? Uh, there's one, there's, of, the there's one of American football. Oh. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, know that. I, is that named after the buttfucking one? Uh, you know, they were created the exact same year uh-huh. on opposite coasts. Oh. They didn't know the other one was being invented. Gotcha. I know, see, because NFL, that's National Football League. Mm-hmm. But that, I always assumed that was named after the AFL, the American Fucking League. Yeah, you know, it's just it's one of those things. Yeah. It's well, like flammable and inflammable. Scott, you're how long have you been in um how long have you been here visiting us in Los Angeles? I've been here for just over a week. It's ah. been wonderful. I've been eating lunch in my car. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been driving to places and being quietly disappointed. Uh-huh. It's no, that's not true. I I've, I've really enjoyed it. I've I've gone for some nice hikes. Mm-hmm. Seeing the city from a distance is very pretty. Uh, I'm staying in an Airbnb between like Los Feliz and Silver Lake, kind of in uh, like you recognize almost everybody who walks past you on the street, but not exactly from where town. Mm-hmm. It's been great. I've enjoyed it very much. You recognize them from the Arcade Fire. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. It's 
specifically. You don't need to wear fingers so gloves in, in Los well, Angeles. Because now. you're you're staying in Little Canada. <laughs> you're staying in Los Angeles's historic Little Canada. I didn't neighborhood. know that was the name of the the neighborhood. Um, where where are you? Where, are, where so you're staying in? Are you staying? There's no hotels there. No, I got an Airbnb, ah. which is sort for Air uh, B and B. Right. And right. Bum, like bumblebees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's very small. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. No, it was great. I, I I figured I had three choices when I came down here. I could stay in a hotel, which really adds up cost-wise, yeah. parking and all that. Uh I could stay with friends. Don't really like my friends who are down here. Thank That's you. Fair. That's um, fair. We don't like you. And the third one was try out Airbnb for the first time. So I've done that. This right. is and this is like a website where people who are not in their homes or who are looking to rent out their homes will just let a guy stay in there. Yeah, and I think it's become more of a almost a semi-professional thing where people, at least in the case of this place, she has four apartments that seem yeah. to be exclusively leased via Airbnb. So they're B&Bers. They're B&Bers. Mm. Uh, I've stayed in mine. It's just the, the on the positive side is just me. Right. So I, I go into my little room and there's a kitchen and there's a shower and it's nice and there's parking. What's their stuff like? Um, it's fine. They said it's decorated like a bachelor pad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if so, that means black stuff from IKEA. Yeah, that's what you'd think. It's, I guess um, I guess I'm th- there's a lot of that can mean a lot of different things. I mean, well, I think here's think, the bachelor. Okay, here's the bachelor uh, whose house I'm living in. He Will likes Chamberlain. world geography and Isabel Allende. <laughs> oh, so a swinging bachelor. Yeah, then. cool okay. bachelor. Uh, so it's really fine. It's it's it works great. The only problem. And this leads to a bigger problem that I'm having with Airbnb generally that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping I can get your advice on. Uh, so in the morning, it's significant. In the morning, first morning, woken up with uh, just a bright, just a sun splash. Blast. Right, a sun blast right in my face, 635. The, it's, there's not really a curtain. There's sort of mm-hmm. a scrim over the window, which is okay for... When you for, say a scrim, you mean a scrimshaw. Yeah, I mean, uh, hand-decorated whale, whale tooth, tooth or, yeah. artwork by sailors. Bone, yeah. The problem is uh, the sun comes right through it. Are you worried sure. that this could be, I don't want to say an attack, but yeah, let's say an attack from like a like a light-type Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I didn't come with my cards, yeah. so I don't know. Well, you, don't, you don't have a water-type on hand, no, which they're no. weak against. I didn't know what to do, and yeah. I still, honestly, here, here's what I've done to date. Okay. Uh, the first couple of days, I just kind of, I, I put a, a towel over my face mm-hmm. to keep the sun out, uh, it's crafty. Like, a, like a personal curtain. Yeah. Um, and and I'm, I got tired of that, so I began hanging uh, bath towels over the window, and that's working. These okay. are like their towels, like from their, their towels, uh-huh. from from their supply. Um, and now, if I were, I'm paying, you know. Money to sure. stay. I'm paying actual sure. money, but I, the problem I'm having. What are we looking at? I don't say it in Airbnb, but I'm guessing sure. what six eight hundred at night. I mean that's weekday, right? Right, off season. Yeah, it's off season. Gotcha. It's uh, it's sixty dollars. I think it comes out to maybe fifty or sixty bucks a night. You know, this is a major city. I think if you're paying sixty dollars a night for a whole place, you're just lucky. That there's no bugs in the bed. Oh yeah, there's a lock on the door. I get water. It's mm-hmm. great. It, I have no. Th- but this one thing is, it it's hard. And and so these light blasts. So the wait. So yeah. the towel hanging isn't doing anything about it. 
It works fine. Okay. It's a it's an okay makeshift solution. If I were in a hotel, sure, I wouldn't think to myself like, what kind of makeshift solution could mm-hmm. I come up with? I just call the you front just, desk. Well, it's, you you go into the mini bar and you hang up Toblerones. That's <laughs> that'll keep it out. <laughs> you string them like popcorn. Sure, just a just a forty five hundred Toblerones <laughs> slowly melting. All it in the costs sun. you is ten thousand dollars. <laughs> I would call down to the front desk and I'd say, could I have some assistance with sure. this problem? And uh, and they would send enough liquor for you to drink until you blacked out. And so it wouldn't be a problem anymore. Right. Uh, they'd zip line me away from the problem. That's what that's <laughs> called in the hotel business. Sure. Uh, but with Airbnb. Hospitality business. But sorry, go ahead. Thank you. Uh, you've been to Cornell. <laughs> Airbnb. Um, the thing is, you're also being rated. As yeah. a guest. Oh, okay. Because and, – and so I'm always thinking about, you know, if I want to stay somewhere again, I want a good rating. Right. So I have a strong incentive not to complain. Right. Yeah, that's a really good point. How's your – where uh, have you been peeing? Oh, outside. Right. I mean, I don't want to use the toilet. I don't want right. to make a mess. Right. You don't want to mess up that rating. Yeah, that's the <laughs> – yeah, that should be. Uh, I mean, that could go on your profile. I mean, they could be like, "Great guest, clearly didn't pee," yeah. and you could think, "Jokes on you, I was doing it outside." Yeah, they think oh, basically nothing appears used because I'm actually not using anything. I'm not right. touching anything. I'm just using. I'm you know breaking in other people's houses. I um I have stayed in Airbnb before. I uh I had one when I uh went to the Bridgetown Comedy Festival this year in Portland. Um and a buddy of mine um organized the whole thing. Uh so the rating you know thing was his problem. It was all kind of kind of on his on, on his shoulders. I think he can rely on a group of young stand-up comedians to take care of sure. the, the situation. To be, yeah, just respectful. Just, yeah. Uh, so when I so when I got there, uh, you know, it was I got there first, and it was like a keys under the mat situation, and you know, I was feeling feeling crummy. I had an early plane, so I kind of just splayed out. Pants came off immediately. Sure. Uh, I, I I jumped in the shower. I threw some towels around. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I used them to dry off, and then yeah. I just hurled some other ones. What's your soundtrack to this? To this, uh, like, I'm hearing Gloria, Gloria, but I don't know. That's what I would dance. Uh, no, I mean, just like, uh, just like fugues. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. Dirges. <laughs> um, and I was hearing Waterloo. Couldn't oh, escape if I oh, wanted that would have been good. That would have been good. I mean, I've just been hearing that a lot. I just heard it and then sure. stuck in my head. So that's all your, the different stories. You have a, the toucan thing. Waterloo. You have a you have a meet cute montage Pandora station. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, so so, but then I figured, and it, it, luckily I had I had uh, kind of gotten my shit together, put on pants, and returned to kind of a normal state where I wasn't. You know, like thrashing around in discomfort. Can, uh, can I guess the song for the new state? Yeah, was it Camp Town Ladies? <laughs> Camp Town Ladies. It was. Yeah. So like old. Yeah. Dude, uh, and you're just sitting back reading New York. Mm-hmm. I have. Yeah, I have a. I have a Stephen Foster Pandora station. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the it turned out the guy who lived in the house was still in the house and just rents out his separate rooms. So the guy who lived there was here. 
And no one had informed you that this was a shared living situation? Uh, no. I mean, again, I was just flying blind here. Like, I was like, someone put this together. It was a little, uh, uh, um, it was a little part of the trip that I didn't have to, uh, that I didn't have to take care of. It was nice. I kind of liked being Feels great. not a part of it. Jump uh, in. So maybe if this was something I could have known if I would have been more active in preparing. And one, what can I ask one more question? Please. Um, are, are you being entirely honest about the extent of what you did? Before you knew that somebody else was in the uh, the apartment as well, <laughs> there was. I didn't. I didn't mention this. Find a vein. I couldn't find a vein, so I. <laughs> yeah, had to pack the works back up. Yeah. Oh, and I um, there's potpourri in the bathroom, and I ate some of it. Uh, so this guy and the guy, and I know, I know, and I jokes about what Portland is like are a little, are are a little tired, but this is the the guy, the guy was Portland through and through, uh, no glassware in the house that wasn't a mason jar, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, told us, told us where to go to some good, uh, pay what you will Mm -hmm. yoga classes in the morning, uh, and, uh, just kind of Portlanded around, uh, had no, Worked in the logging industry. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> uh, even 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 Portlandier than that guy had been in the Decemberists. <laughs> was an actual member of the Decemberists for a period of time. Sure. Uh, so yeah, it was great. Uh, so yeah, I kind of enjoyed it. I think I would have enjoyed it more if the dude wasn't there. He was a perfectly nice dude, mm-hmm. but he made me feel self conscious. I yeah. kind of was kind of uh, you know. I I had to book an Airbnb for an upcoming trip. I'm going to be traveling home to the San Francisco Bay Area with my wife and my child. And the thing is, is, I I mean, Scott, I know, I I imagine your wife's family doesn't live in the same place as your family does. That's right. But when they all live in one place, where you stay, they're on, you know, like that scene in... An episode of Dragnet. You guys have watched a lot of episodes of Dragnet. Sure. Right? Where where there's I'm my dad. Pins on a map and then there's yarn yeah. and the yarn is drawing circles around various events that And you happened. look for a pattern. So that's what my parents and my wife's parents do. And my parents are divorced. So these three parties all are drawing circles on maps right. to figure out exactly where we're staying relative to them and whether we've slighted them. Mm. Right. So it's a deeply political decision. Profoundly political. Right. And they all want us to stay at their house, which is not going to happen. Right, right. Especially with my parents, who I love very much, but are not. It's not happening. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> Let's just you leave it at that because you know I love my parents. You know I'll when, leave it at it's you know not going to happen. Police are doing that when they're like doing the string thing, or the, and they're like, "Oh, it's a pattern." They're just assuming that criminal has that same map, right? That seems like a huge leap. Anyway, like and and the same length yarn. Sure. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. So we ended up we ended up in an Airbnb, and the thing is, is with a baby, or in our case, a, a young toddler. Now mm-hmm. he's almost two. Um, you like a hotel is an impractical solution. Oh, it's terrible. Because what happens is they just want to play with the ice machine. The, well, that yes, but a baby goes to sleep. At, if you're lucky, the baby goes to sleep at seven thirty or eight or something like that, and then the rest of the night you have to be there and be totally silent. <laughs> There's yeah, nowhere yeah. to stuff a baby in a hotel room. No, it's the worst. You can't watch TV. You can't do anything because it would, could wake up the baby and it would ruin everything. We just sit them on the ironing board and you flip them up into the, to where the ironing board 
kind oh, of rests. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Just kind of lock it, lock in the yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Babies nice like idea, to be idea. upright. Oh. Did you know that about babies? I did and not super know confined. That. Yeah, like, they really like kind of they like tight. They like to be tight and upright. Yeah, that's why babies have special baby elevators in hotels mm-hmm. because it's too roomy to be traveling up and down in a big one. Problem there, you don't know what floor the baby got off at. I ended up. In I, just, I just assumed you and your you and your wife had read Doctor Spock's Tighten Upright <laughs> before you. Uh... That's deep. That's Jordan. You are you are uncharacteristically well read regarding parenting strategies for somebody with no children. But that's like six books in. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, you're right. You're right. That's we like read... skipping right to a dance with dragons. <laughs> we read Titus yeah. Baby on the Block, but it was about something else. It was really <laughs> upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> um, shouldn't have shouldn't have read it out loud to Simon before you had read we, it to, to yeah. yourself. We ended up in um, we ended up in Sausalito, which is the southern. My wife's from Marin County. I'm from San Francisco. It's the southernmost part of Marin County. It's where you get the ferry to San Francisco, and I think my parents are upset about it. Yeah, yeah, it's, they would be. It's terrible. But the woman called me. The woman whose house we're renting. She called me, and she said they have a four year old boy. And we're welcome to play with any of the fire trucks. Hey. So things are already looking up for my errand. I like Airbnb's the I would like it better if there was one forbidden fire truck that you couldn't play with. <laughs> and either A Don't it was... touch the golden truck. <laughs> right. Don't touch Ladder fifty seven. <laughs> Our D V D copy of Ladder fifty seven starring John Travolta. Um there, yeah, I like the, I I would like it if A it was like behind glass, mm-hmm. the forbidden truck. Or if they didn't tell you which one it was. Or it was in a tree. Yeah. Or in a box that you could open. Oh, Who yeah. knows what else is inside? Well, you open the box to get the fire truck, and then someone you don't know dies. Someone you don't know somewhere dies. Will die. Just dies. like in the, just like in the legendary horror movie Ladder Fifty Seven, starring John Travolta. Exactly. One of the best meat cutes of all time <laughs> is in that movie. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Scott Simpson, sun faced. Are you? I just feel like I got a lot of sun in my face. Oh, right. Like the crack of dawn. What do they mean when someone's moon faced? I think that I think that means you have got a moony face, like a round like a butt. What about yeah, like pie a... faced? No, that means you've uh, recently been assaulted by a clown. Oh. And it doesn't matter what it is. Here's something people don't know about that expression. It can be anything. It could be seltzer. It right. could be uh, sleeve scarves. It's just an etymological quirk. Yeah, they you always call it pie face, whether or not it's it's a pie. It's just any kind of clown assault. It's jargon. Essentially. Sure. It's clown jargon. Um, when something momentous happens to you, we ask that you call us at 206-984-4FUN. We have some telephone calls all ready to go. Lindsay Pavlis, why don't you run out the first one? Uh, this is Matt from New Hampshire. I just had a momentous occasion. Uh, I was driving to work this morning. I was going to a faraway site, so I had a long drive in front of me, and I didn't. I was tired and I was a little cranky, so I was just kind of listening to music, whatever. And right towards the end of the drive, uh, I look in my rearview mirror and there's a, there's a guy driving behind me, and he is just going nuts. Like, there's clearly some amazing song on the radio, and he's bobbing his head and gesticulating wildly with his arms, and it was 
I was already charmed to death. Like, I was already like, this guy is already turning my day around. This is amazing. And then as I was sort of intermittently watching him while not rang my car into a telephone pole, um, I noticed he kept, like, every once in a while he would glance behind him. And I realized uh, he had, and as, as he sort of passed me as I was making my turn, he had his son in the back seat, like in a, in a um, one of those child seats. And he was dancing with his son, who also had his little arms in the air, and he was waving around and stuff. And some song was on the radio they're both really enjoying he kept looking back and sharing that moment with his son and it was just the most charming thing and now i have this giant grin plastered in my face and everyone's going to wonder what happened to me this morning so anyway keep up the good work thanks i'm imagining that they're listening to that stephen foster pandora station sure just inside that car you know they're doing that great dance you just hear after the ball is over right or just Abraham Lincoln's speeches, which were speeches. We all know. Sure. Pretty funky. Yeah. Pretty funky. Really. And you know what? That analog, those analog recordings are really... Scratchy, but but kind of... You get a little more of the history. Well, it's, got, it's, it's got a lived-in quality to it. Unless it's Val Kilmer's Abraham Lincoln, his follow-up <laughs> to his Mark Twain. Kilmer did? Kilmer did? Wait, Kilmer did Twain? Kilmer's touring with... <sighs> I kind of want to go to that Twain. Part of me wants to go to it. Well, I mean, here's the thing, like... Val Kilmer, I mean, he's not, he's a good actor. That's part of why he became famous, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I'm hard pressed to, to think of something I've enjoyed other than Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. Oh, I guess Bad Guy and MacGruber. Yeah. No, nah, never mind. Val Kilmer's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally going to see Twain. He's great in MacGruber. Yeah. What about Kilmer as Twain as his role in Real Genius? Yeah. Mmm. Like, what if Mark Twain had been alive and got that part? Yeah, like, I want to kind of want to see him redo all his roles Mm. as Mark Twain as that character. Do you think we should just be rebooting classic film, light film comedies with literary superstars uh, of the 19th century? Maybe just Twain and and a female role, Emily Dickinson, would be my guess. Well, I was going to say Herman Melville uh, in Weekend at Bernie's. (laughs) Yeah. Well, which which guy is he? Is he Bernie? Uh, he's the um, uh, he's the Jonathan Silverman character. Oh. The guy who's a little bit more responsible. I couldn't. I don't think I could see Herman Melville as like the pussy hound. I could see all. Like I, I just. I would like to see all of the John Hughes movies with Charles Dickens in the role of Long Duck Dong. <laughs> oh, I mean, that that sounds like a fun spin. You know, it's is Long Duck spin. Dong in all the John Hughes movies? I think he's in most of them. I mean, I think they all have an offensive Asian character or two. <laughs> is is it not? Is it not just long? I thought it was Booger and Long Duck Dong are in all the movies. <laughs> yeah, that's what ties them together. I don't know. I think yeah, maybe it's like people's like Long Duck Dong's family. I think like oh, this is this is Big Dog Dong. Anytime, anytime you you are like talking to someone who's like telling you about how racism <laughs> doesn't exist really anymore. Just be like Long Duck Dong. That was like 1987. <laughs> yeah, that's a movie. With, that's that's a movie people showed us ago. as kids. Yes. <laughs> like we were very much alive yeah. w- when Long Duck Dong was in major films. <laughs> that's a messed up shit. Um, can I say one political thing for a second? You may. Um, it's not really a political thing. It's a s- social thing. I was amazed. I heard one of the jurors in the Trayvon Martin case, uh, you know, she went on CNN or something like sure. that. And they mm-hmm. excerpted it on on uh, on NPR. And there was this great moment where she said, 
She thought George Zimmerman would have done this no matter what the race was, whether he was black or white or Spanish. <laughs> Fucking Spaniard. Sure. You know, she's concerned. She has a very legitimate beef with Spanish anarchists killing European central bankers. <laughs> right, yeah. She's still harboring all those old World War One, uh, <laughs> all those old World War One beefs. Using round bombs with wicks coming out of them. <laughs> The one, the one uh, thing that's worse than that, and it's always, it's always, you know, said by people who are professing not to care about race, is the, uh, the coat of many colors sentence, where they're like, you know, I like everybody. I date any lady, white, black, red, yellow, purple, green. It just gets more and more <laughs> silly. Even into red. Even into red. It's not. And really... I like it's also in the context of who you would fuck. <laughs> like a racist wouldn't. Yeah. A racist would wouldn't bone down no matter how turned on they were by this green lady. They have <laughs> principles. <laughs> Let's listen to another call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and Jeffrey Tambor. This is Phil from the UK. I'm calling with a, a momentous occasion. On Sunday, I submitted the examination copy of my PhD thesis. Uh, same evening, I got on a flight to Jakarta, um, where I'm going to live and work for at least the next two years. My girlfriend met me from uh, the plane, and I asked her to marry me, and she said yes, which is pretty awesome. So that's submitting my PhD thesis, moving to another country, getting engaged. Any one of those three would constitute a momentous occasion. I've done all three already this week, and it's only Tuesday. Immortal fucking power. I am Thanks, sick. guys. I'm sick of this British bragging. Can I ask you, is this guy... A British bragger? Yes, mm-hmm. he is. Okay. And I don't like it. That's good. I was. I thought I Sorry, might be we misinterpreting do it, we do it differently over here in America. We're humble. Yeah. Okay. This is the humblest nation in number one humblest nation in the world. Don't don't accept any images. USA, USA is humble. USA <laughs> is very humble. He also mispronounced Chicago. Yeah. What, what did he call it? Jakarta. 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 Yeah. yeah. Is that a British pronunciation? Yeah, I think that's the British pronunciation of the they, c- the city with broad shoulders. Yeah. Right. I mean, well. Um, you know, in in uh, England, too, all the C sounds are K sounds. Oh, okay. So yeah. So he. Uh, so just to <laughs> review, as as he did. Yeah. Could we could I... we go back and cover what his accomplishments were? That was a real. I mean, not to take away from the momentousness. It's momentous, but yeah. It's a real like he he kind of summarized for us. Kind of gave us the. You know, yeah. I, it's probably too much academic writing. Mm. We probably, in fact, Lindsay probably just had, I know that Lindsay just had to fade that one out, but, you know, it's possible that what was really happening is, you know, the volume was off, but he was listing off citations. Probably Chicago manual style. So, yeah, so the last half of the call was a bibliography. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Jakarta manual style. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) It's just a bunch of shadow puppets. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, that's Bali. Uh, maybe they got that in Indonesia too, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, shadow puppet. How about a gamelan? They I got th- gamelans are Indonesian, right? 
I think that stuff all. I mean, Bali is. Uh, what about is, that thing once a year where they throw a feast for the monkeys? Where's that? No, I don't know where that is. That's a Southeast Asia Chicago, thing, right? And oh, Chicago. 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 Yeah, it's the same day no they die the River Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, pip, no cheeseburger, Pepsi, monkey feast. Southside, <laughs> Southside Chicago. Monkey feast. <laughs> 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 anyway, it's good that all this momentous stuff happened to you, sir. But just yeah. don't, don't get braggy. Sure. You know, don't, hey. don't get too braggy. Yeah, sorry our lives aren't going as great as yours. Yeah, or, we, I'm gonna turn, sorry we don't get to have a monkey feast with our beautiful girlfriend. I'm going to turn you into my own personal gamelon. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? You gonna, am I right, guys? going to gamelon all over his face. A contemporary classical music composer. <laughs> dong, 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 dong. Next call, please. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. This is Christian calling from... Uh, we're in the middle of Golden Gate Park, and I have a truly momentous occasion to tell you about. But uh, last week, I was checking my email on my way back from lunch, and I got this email that said, congratulations, you've won a cruise. Turns out I've actually won a trip from myself and a good friend of mine for the Atlantic Ocean Comedy Music Festival Extravaganza, a.k.a. Boat Party, with the Maxwell crew. I can't think of anything more momentous I can't wait to meet you guys. I can't wait to see you. This is going to be truly a momentous occasion to beat this momentous occasion. And I'm so excited. So thank you, guys. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So our friends at the Riot LA Festival helped us give out those uh, awesome. Give out those BoatParty.biz tickets. Very exciting news. Speaking of BoatParty.biz, I didn't know there was going to be a BoatParty.biz, but uh, August 9th, Friday, August 9th, is when tickets are no longer available for BoatParty.biz. Scott, you're coming. Oh, you betcha. I'll you, be there. you never seen Scott Simpson do some jokes? Well, come to BoatParty.biz. He's uh, going to do... We're going to give him a full four. I'll do some a jokes. four. I'll st- <laughs> I'll st- you get the light at three. I'll stand on the Lido deck and, and let you throw your Zoom at me. Yeah. No. Whatever you want to do. I can come up with stuff. Other you need than... a bosun? He'll do that. I'll bosun <laughs> up everywhere. Yeah, you need a mate? A bosun? A mate and a uh, starboard? <laughs> yeah I, oh jesse you are so you are a, i kind of i'm excited i'm super excited yeah. i'm also a little um i'm just i'm I, am i looking forward to what you're gonna wear <laughs> <laughs> i w- here's the thing there was a t- i was thinking i would really like to have a captain hat to wear but then it occurred to me, you can't wear a captain hat on the boat because right. someone else is right. actually the captain. <laughs> right. They've dedicated their sign life of rank. to captaining. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Otherwise, people are going to be coming to me and they're going to say, full throttle? And I'm going, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Play whatever old LucasArts game you want. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Next thing you know, you know, look out, Titanic style. Yeah. So, get a lot of get a lot of cool boat pussy, pussy, pussy though. Boat. Yeah, yeah, boat pussy, CBP. I've heard about boat pussy. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, all bets are off. Once you hit international waters, all bets are off. Uh, you're not married anymore. Nope, absolutely not. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking honeydews. Mm-hmm. I'm doing whatever I want, eating as many shrimps as I can stuff in my mouth. Oh, you'll put penis to melon. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Didn't know it was going to be a uh, that's a um, that's actually a, that's actually a seafaring delicacy, the filled melon. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Mm, okay, <laughs> it's come. <laughs> well, better than hardtack. Yeah, and I can reenact my uh, 
my favorite scene from the classic film Van Wilder, where a bunch of frat boys eat dog cum, and they, <laughs> Ooh, they don't know what they're eating. Wow, you've seen Van Wilder? Uh, I, when I I wrote a um, I wrote a script that took place in college, mm-hmm. so I tried to watch every contemporary kind of middle of the road college comedy. I thought you were going to say I, I wrote a script that took place in the Van Wilder verse. Sure, yeah. So I kind of had to see the movie. You know, there are Van Wilder like side stories. Seriously, the side characters in Van Wilder have gotten their own directed DVD movies. So I'm watching. I watched Van Wilder. I watched a couple of the directed DVD American Pie sequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just to PCU. see what was. I did. Well, I had seen PCU as a child. It was, it was I when I was like big into Comedy Central when like all they showed was like Monty Python reruns and Mystery Science Theater. The only other other thing they showed was PCU. Oh, they showed PCU so much. Yeah, uh, what's totally. PCU? What's PCU? It's PC- a movie starring Jeremy <laughs> Piven and George Clinton. Yeah, there's a big there's a big George Clinton concert at the end. John Favreau is in it with dreadlocks. Uh, David Spade is like the waspy frat guy. Okay. Uh, probably not that good. Haven't seen it since uh, childhood. Can probably doesn't you, hold up. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think? I would enjoy watching the movie Back to School, which I definitely enjoyed when I was ten. Oh, that's is that that's hanging out on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think I tried. I, I think I up on my Netflix. I think I put it on when I was kind of half paying attention to it and stopped it because I didn't like it that much. Yeah, I think it probably it probably doesn't hang like it did in the eighties. Hasn't aged real well. Yeah. Basic. I mean, basically, the only movie that has is Airplane. Yeah, I guess that's oh, man. 77, but... Uh, airplane. Oh, yeah. geez. I watched Airplane not that long ago. I laughed the whole way through. Yeah. Is I it watched just... Police Squad, too. I, I uh, You know, you can get Police oh, Squad. Oh, yeah, Police Squad. Police Squad's funny. Police Squad's even funnier than... Uh, 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 Naked Gun. Naked Gun. Is it Speed of Jokes? Is it Speed of Jokes? Because, like, you're, you're back to school or you're, those kinds of movies that don't hold up. Yeah, well, because there's no... You lose all of the cultural currency. And so right. all your and the story is terrible. Yeah. So yeah, all yeah. you're left with is the jokes. In right. One of these Unless you're invested right. in like the diving plot of Back to School, like who's going to win the diving contest? Everybody likes the triple Lindy scene at the end where he's rolling sure that is pretty, pretty great, pretty heroic. I haven't seen it since I was ten, but I did like it when Tommy Lasorda came on uh, Police Squad. Oh yeah, what did he do on Police Squad? They have this. They have this recurring bit on. Oh, Police where the Squad. guy shines people's shoes. Yeah, and he's like, like weird celebrities pigeon, he come like in. Knows everything. Yeah, and uh, so Frank Drebin goes in and he finds out he cracks his case by giving twenty bucks to the shoe shine guy. He's like, yeah, oh yeah, and then Tommy Lasorda uh, comes in to ask who should be in his rotation. That's pretty good. He slipped him twenty bucks and says Fernando's number one. I remember. I don't remember the rest of it. That was great. Timeless order on the boat boat party. Invited guest. You know, let's just start. I'm going to start inviting. I'm just going to start making invited with invited guest, like a shady nightclub promoter. Invited guest. Oh yeah, then you can have this huge lineup oh. scheduled to appear. You'll oh. say Meta World Peace. Mm-hmm. Invited guest. Invited guest. I think we should we should start doing cruises that are like you know Dave Holmes. I think talked on this show once about how he used to do MTV appearances yeah. where he would get paid ten or $20,000 just to show up at a weird nightclub in Cleveland and, and no one would know who he was and it was the worst thing that he ever did, <laughs> but then he would get paid $10,000. Um, I think we should start bringing in those kind of people. Oh, I mean, what, what I mean specifically former VJs? Well, just because we have, you know, between Hodgman and Wyatt Cenac and... All these different people that we have, you know, John Darnielle, 
we have a lot of legitimate performer types, mm-hmm. but we should get a booger. Let's get booger. Okay, just like someone who's like more somebody of a personality. To, somebody to jump in a pool and be hairy. Yeah, just somebody that's going to bring a little flavor to the proceedings, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. And ordinarily, that would be code for race, but in this case, it's not. <laughs> booger is white. Yeah, in this case, it's just for a sweaty person. Sure. It just means a person who looks like they'd be sweaty. I'm pretty sure I passed, uh, oh, my goodness, what's his name, on, the, on the, in a car today, uh, the... Jeff Goldblum. Larry's roommate in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Jeff Garland. No, JB JB Smooth. JB Smooth. I passed I'm pretty sure mm. I saw him in That's a good one. in a Centra. I'd see I like a JB Smooth. He's a legitimate stand up comedian though. He's, He's got too, an act. I don't want, oh, I any, he wants I don't want an, anybody uh, with an act. I want somebody gotcha. who's gonna wander around and gotcha. people are gonna be like, Get a load of that guy. I got gotcha. you. So you want like a pre back to T V Charlie Sheen. Yeah, but I don't want Charlie Sheen specifically. Ricky Henderson. Ricky Henderson is what I want. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you just fucking hit the nail on that. Yeah. I want Ricky Henderson mm-hmm. to come. Just like, just <sighs> slide down the slide. <laughs> Do you think Ricky Henderson has representation? Do you think I could write Ricky Henderson's management or agent or something and just say, hey, just so Ricky knows, Ricky can come on the cruise? You know, uh, here's, I think there's a new celebrity economy out there. I have a friend who was, uh, who was making a funny video, and uh, she had an idea that a guy, like a tough guy on a motorcycle, would ride in. And she just put up a thing on Twitter saying, hey, if does anybody know someone who has their own motorcycle, you know, I'll pay such and such and such for them to do a scene in this video if they ride this motorcycle uh, on screen. Uh, and uh, someone just replied to her, I'll do it for 100 bucks," and it was Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> Holy mackerel. <laughs> and it started this thing. Uh, and now I feel like um, in a lot of stage shows at the UCB and in little viral videos, Pete, Lorenzo Lamas is popping up because he'll just do it. Ah. Like you can just hit up Lorenzo Lamas on Twitter or he'll hit you up. We saw a very Eric Estrada-like man at dinner, Scott Simpson and I did, who mm, may, yeah. have, may even have been Eric Estrada. Okay, <laughs> That's how Eric Estrada-like he was. Yeah, he was pretty, he was pretty, he, he rolled Estrada. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think some. I think he I mean generating his character. I don't think you have to to go to a to a third party. You know, I think you can just go go right to the source. So I can just call Estrada. I yeah, think you Twitter. I think you Twitter. Yeah, I, I want Twitter Ricky Henderson. Sense. I don't want Eric Estrada. I don't want Lorenzo Lamas. Mm-hmm. I want Ricky. Well, I'm saying you can employ a similar strategy. I think if you just put it out there, he'll find you. Jesse, can I ask you a question about Ricky Henderson? Yeah. Um... So boats are famous for being places that once they've left the shore, you can't get off. Right. That's famous thing about boats. Right. Not if you're up seagull. <laughs> Sorry. One. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Point granted. Uh, if you have if you have forty five thousand helium balloons or trained seagulls, sure. you could leave a boat. Here's my my question. Right. Look, I want Ricky Henderson as much as the next guy for sure. seven minutes, like it, like like six, just like five lines of conversation at the shrimp oh, bucket. Oh yeah, and then there's and then I've, I've had people, enough. There's hundreds of people on the boat. Fair enough. So he's he gets he gets time to touch everybody, touch yeah. their lives, and so, everybody can check out how great his abs look at 55. I'll bet they look great. Have you seen his abs? I'm sure they look tremendous. Yeah. I haven't seen them, but I can't imagine Ricky Henderson being anything. Other than the peak of physical condition, that is a man who does his exercises. So, wait, so Scott, is what you're saying is that these non-performing guests will get clingy? 
I'm worried that you know maybe we get maybe we get a little bit sick of a a booger. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying that we would. I'm just saying we are on a boat. No, because you're, you're probably a fun guy. I mean, Ricky I mean, Anderson's booger probably can, a cool fun guy. Was here case for booger. Yeah. He can start the festivities by saying his famous line from Revenge of the Nerds: "Fuck this shit, let's get some bush." That's true. <laughs> and That's then, true. like he he rings a bell, rings a bell, and, and, then, then, and then he just jumps off the boat. <laughs> sure, exactly into the night. <laughs> it dies. He kills himself. How much to have him kill himself? How much for Booger to commit suicide <laughs> after saying his famous line: "Fuck this shit, let's get some bush." If I was a Scientologist, I could get anyone to come on my fucking trip. Yeah. Jenna Elfman would have already signed the paper. She'd be on the boat by now. She would be w- hanging out. Jenna on the Elfman, boat Danny Elfman in tow. Yeah. <laughs> Boingo Boingo reunion on the boat. Jenna Elfman was the original vocalist of Boingo Boingo. <laughs> she was, yeah. Yeah. They were brought together by the fact that they were both Elfman. Yeah. Oh, no. Jenna Elfman is uh, Danny Elfman's niece. Really? Mm hmm. Oh. Mm hmm. Jordan, if you if you could get uh, you know, one that Wikipedia level. page tattooed on your back, would it be Danny Elfman or Oingo Boingo? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah, it would probably be Danny Elfman because then you know they're gonna be shit about the Spider-Man soundtrack, sure. <laughs> which you know is a more interesting tattoo. Every time somebody edits the page, you have to get your yeah, I got You got to get new ink, painfully removed and then re- redrawn. Yeah, that crazy song that plays. While the uh, clown is doing the surgery on the bike in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Sure. Yeah. You should get that tattooed on you. A song? Yeah, the song po- is, um... Is it possible to tattoo music? I mean, I can just get... I could just get, like, D's and do's and assume people will sing it right. Right. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think they'll well, that's probably how, That's how music it. is written, so... They'll probably right. sing it to the tune of Yankee Doodle Dandy, right? <laughs> oh, well... I don't want there to be confusion. No, it's not. It's the bike song for Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Sing it right. Is that not the bike song? I thought Yankee Doodle Dandy was the bike song from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Don't remember. Maybe I'm misremembering the movie. I don't remember. Well, you stay out of this then, Scott. (laughs) We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Scott Simpson, no dog collar today. This dog is on the loose in the studio here. I love it. My dog, Sissy, is visiting the office today. She's going wild here in the studio. She's looking for a place to pee now. <laughs> this is going to be trouble. If a dog pees in here, we are fucked. Yeah. Well, this is a, it's a fun game. When we put some money on it, where she's going to pee. What do you guys think? Oh man, I really hope she doesn't pee. I think that's how the uh, the gas chamber originally worked. Oh, you no. just uh, put a criminal, put a criminal, convicted in. criminal, convicted, in. No, cr- convicted criminal, in. you put him in with a with a, a dog doggy. who's recently had some water. Cute little doggy, mm-hmm. and the dog pees, and they just die of pee dog, smell. Dog pee smell. Hmm. Interesting. Scott, it's been really fun having you on the show. I mean, that's just an example of the kind of fun attitude that you've brought to the program. fun death penalty humor. Just silly stuff that I can talk about and it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Scott Simpson is one of the best tweeterers. You can follow him at Scott Simpson. And uh, he's doing comedy, especially around the San Francisco Bay Area. you got a regular show. At uh, what's that? Uh, what's this video store called where they are? Where they're always watching the Giants game instead of a movie? The regular show. Oh, the uh, the video Planet. store is called Lost Lonely, Lost Weekend Weekend Video. And below that, there's a it's a very adorable theater. I'm sure you've been there, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it smells like bo. Um, <laughs> people have fun. 
It's nice. If you want to, hey, you want to, you want to, you want an inexpensive warm beer. Yeah. Served to you by a weird hippie. Yeah. You go there. Well, you just get talk one of those. a lot during the show. Sure. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, no, I, I do. I end up doing a lot of shows there because it's a fun little space. It is a very fun space. I, um, I, uh, I, I joke about the warm beer, but it's actually a really cool place to do a show. It is. It is. It's a great place. Uh, should get a cooler for that beer. Though. I have some. I have some. I have some shows on my blog. If you look on my blog. You can find it. Hey guys, uh, speaking of speaking of Twitter, I had a little uh, I had a little Twitter uh, Twitter victory today. What was that, guys? I got my first tweet stolen oh. by one of those guys who just pushed who just does tweets like they're uh, his congratulations. own. Congratulations, uh, youth youth pastor guy. Or no, he's not doing that anymore. Uh, you know, he's actually I, uh, I I'm 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 doing a little freelance work at this office. Uh, one of the guys uh, just came up to me and said, uh, this, is, "This is a little embarrassing. I uh, I follow you on Twitter." Um, I also follow my old uh, high school drama teacher on Twitter, and he recently stole one of your tweets. Wow. Yeah. It's never happened to me before, so I feel like I'm kind of like approaching the big leagues a little bit. That's a big news. He had also I noticed he had also stolen one of Kevin Allison's tweets. Wow. So I'm like, yeah, I'm in good company. I'm in pretty good company. Sounds like you got pretty good taste, this high school drama teacher. Yeah, Maybe yeah. Maybe we should bring this guy on staff. Yeah, I mean, he can just, like, steal stuff and bring it in here. Yeah, sure. I found this on the street. Yeah, but it's going to be nice shit. Yeah. Maybe he can, like, read to us some of those, like, leaked scripts they put on Ain't It Cool News. Yeah. uh, What was the tweet, if I may ask? It was, um... Is it that Game of Thrones tweet? It is, yes, it was. Uh, The tweet is, uh, they rejected my Game of Thrones spec script... Apparently, they didn't like it that the characters would periodically uh, stop what they were doing to say, wait, which guy am I again? <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Stealable. Stealable. Very stealable. It's like when you taste the wine as drinkable. That tweet is stealable. <laughs> exactly. It's got a nice bouquet. Mm. Congratulations, Jordan. You know, I really, I really admire the hard work that you put in on Twitter, and I'm glad it's finally paying off. Yeah. For others. <laughs> no, to be fair. Yeah. Are you, I'm sorry to keep, ah, it's so interesting to me, are you planning to confront this person? Uh, I sent him a note that said, uh, ha, great joke, P.S. don't steal jokes. Hmm. So I think that's, I think that, uh, hope, maybe that nips it in the butt. I might check in on him in a couple of days, see what he's up to, and then maybe a uh, full-fledged assault. You just stop by his classroom. Oh, yeah, right? And interrupt our town rehearsal. That's <laughs> just you flanked by. Hey, he Booger didn't write that. Henderson. That was Thornton Wilder. <laughs> I invented zip zap zap. <laughs> Is what he'll say. I hope that's he's not molesting say. any of you. <laughs> just a, that's just a general that's concern. That's just a general concern. I don't know if teachers. his uh, tweet stealing is yeah. causing him to molest. Maybe it is. Maybe it Charlie isn't. Teachers get a little too emotionally involved in what's going on in their classrooms. They sure. Tend towards molestation. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, guys. Gross. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Lindsay Pavlis on the boards this week. Sunny D, Brian Fernandez, our producer, our theme music, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Special thanks this week to uh, my dog, Sissy, for being so good when she was in here. Very well behaved. Mm -hmm. Very well behaved. And special thanks to my dog, Coco, for being bad while she was outside the scene. Very poorly behaved. Very poorly behaved. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jessica. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.